Section 5 of The Creed of a Credulous Person. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. The Creed of a Credulous Person by G. K. Chesterton. My Experiences of Santa Claus the near approach of christmas which the eternal idealism of mankind has expressed in the proverbial phrase which describes it as coming makes it particularly appropriate that i should deal with the existence and peculiarities of santa claus but this is even more necessary because he is the one example of a matter of unimpeachable common sense skeptics may throw doubt upon the existence of pixies or brownies ingenious doubts may be raised even against dragons by dint of a little paradox and superficial sparkle people may make what looks like a plausible case against the existence of hippogriffs of mermaids i confess that i have had doubts myself in early youth and though i am sure about giants with three heads yet this assurance is of the nature of a dim and delicate spiritual intuition but about santa claus at any rate i am on perfectly solid ground my conviction of his existence and beneficence began faintly in early childhood and has continuously increased ever since it is the fashion with an enormous number of modern people to maintain or rather to take for granted that as the world has progressed it has come to believe less and less in spirits and more and more in materials and in the same way it is their custom to maintain or rather to take for granted that as we go on in life from infancy to old age we believe less and less in santa claus both views are false or at least insufficiently true the truth is that progress whether it be the progress of mankind from the cavern of the hotel cecil or the progress of an individual as the florid clergyman expressed it from the bassinet to the sepulchre it is so motley and complicated a thing that by choosing instances and arguments with reasonable controversial care one can represent it to have been anything at all no doubt one can make a plausible statement that our race has become more and more rationalistic and less and less mystical one can quote on its side the disappearance of medicine men of tests at oxford and cambridge of witch-finding and the irish church establishment and the introduction of books on psychology and the late mr bradlaugh but i would by the same method undertake plausibly to maintain that the world had been growing more and more red and less and less green i could quote the introduction of pillar boxes terracotta statuettes and socialist neckties and i could quote the disappearance of fenian societies country districts green poplin and the costume of robin hood in the same way i could make out that young people liked everything that was round and that old people liked everything that was square instancing on the one side boys eating buns and babies crying for the moon and citing on the other the fondness of old gentlemen for cards books newspapers and chessboards in all these cases clearly our error would have been an insufficient breadth of experience and example the modern popularity of green absinthe would have upset the first theory the second would have sadly taken wing after the experiment of bringing a child into the neighbourhood of a square biscuit 
in the same way there are scores of examples to upset the theory that a high civilization has outgrown mysticism examples which range from the philosophers of india to the palmists of bond street from the neoplatonists to mrs eddy from the egyptian pontiffs to sir william crookes and if an example be required to upset the theory that advancing years destroy our belief in santa claus i beg most modestly to present myself as that exception what has happened to me has been the very reverse of what appears to be the experience of most of my friends instead of dwindling to a point santa claus has grown larger and larger in my life until he fills almost the whole of it it happened in this way as a child i was faced with a phenomenon requiring explanation i hung up at the end of my bed an empty stocking which in the morning became a full stocking i had done nothing to produce the things that filled it i had not worked for them or paid for them or made them or helped to make them i had not even been good far from it and the explanation offered was that a certain being whom people called santa claus was benevolently disposed towards me of course most people who talk about these things get into a state of some mental confusion by attaching tremendous importance to the name of the entity we call him santa claus because everyone called him santa claus but the name of a god is a mere human label his real name may have been williams it may have been the archangel uriel what we believed was that a certain benevolent agency did give us those toys for nothing and as i say i believe it still i have merely extended the idea then i only wondered who put the toys in the stocking now i wonder who put the stocking by the bed and the bed in the room and the room in the house and the house on the planet and the great planet in the void once i only thanked santa claus for a few dolls and crackers now i thank him for stars and street faces and wine and the great sea once i thought it delightful and astonishing to find a present so big that it only went halfway into the stocking now i am delighted and astonished every morning to find a present so big that it takes two stockings to hold it and then leaves a great deal outside it is the large and preposterous present of myself as to the origin of which i can offer no suggestion except that santa claus gave it to me in a fit of peculiar fantastic goodwill end of section five end of the creed of a credulous person by g k chesterton